0: Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. I am very excited mm. that we are having this today. This comes from a BBC article that I read, and immediately I said, we've got to get these folks on. Let's welcome to the show Ferdous Sani, the founder of Orang Laut SG, a fourth generation Orang Laut descendant, and Asnida Binde Daud, the educator in the Malay cultural activist. Welcome to Money FM to Saturday morning. We are so excited to have you both on today. Hello,
1: hi. Thank Thanks you so us. much. Oh, it's wonderful uh, to wow. see
0: you. It's wonderful to see you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. And and Esnita, why don't we start with you? Give us the give us the overview of how important the arang laut are in the Malay culture and in the Singapore culture as well. Okay,
2: uh, but before that, I would like to thank you so much for uh, inviting us uh, on board. Uh, it's an honor. You're uh, welcome. A pleasure too. And for your information, this is my first time meeting Perjao's. Oh
0: great! Yes, yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm. Um, I'm very. It, it's like a reunion of the islanders. <laughs> okay. Um. Just, just to give you a big, uh, a backstory. Um. Uh, since young, uh, I was always intrigued by this question of, you know, who am I, and I'm always uh, seeing, uh, you know, uh, uh, friends who are living in Singapore. You know, do they do not have to travel every week, uh, going back to islands and all that. So I was mm. like thinking, why, why? Uh, you know, my 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 father and my mom will will always, you know, uh, uh, bring us along to uh, and and go back to the islands. And we were we were tired, you know, in school, and you know, our skin will will practically uh, turn uh, a little bit tanner, uh, you know, uh, crispy mocha latte uh, over the weekends. So um, this this strong feeling of relationship to the sea is also because of my father. Hmm. Um, he once he said uh, he said something that I will never forget. If you do not want to forget your roots, return to the sea. Uh, wow. Stay true to the sea. So uh, you know when we were little, I do not understand this concept. But as I rediscover myself, you know what root in the sea. Uh, so uh, this concept was was uh, this discovery was um, was I think it was. Um, was just recent was doing sG fifty was when we were celebrating sG fifty and there was there were a lot of buzz, a lot of efforts uh, mm. uh, people taking interest in sG Singapore and in sG memories and i was I was pondering, uh, these are SG memory hunters you know looking for uh, stories and and they get paid. You see they they get grants from the government to hunt for stories. Mm-hmm. And when they were when they were doing this they were, they were looking for some of them were looking for us. Uh, and I, I felt, I felt special. Like today, I felt special <laughs> that that you know there there were there are people who are taking interest in Orang Laut. Uh, so this concept of Orang Laut is a little bit. Some people will take it, uh, you know, a, a bit sensitive uh, among us. Uh, some are very proud. Like myself, I fall in the category, the camp of you know people with pride. Mm. Um, uh, because there were there were some um, there were some negative um, nuances. Uh. Well, let me, if I can oh, jump in yeah. there
3: as Nida, and I'll yeah. bring Fadaos in. Yeah. Maybe you can talk a bit yeah. about that, Fadaos. The Orang Lao. Now this, okay, the, the the recent news angle of this, there was a story, a feature, which you were both a part yeah. of on the BBC, which went viral. I've yeah. I've posted it on Facebook Live. So for the benefit of, and hopefully there shouldn't be, but maybe for the benefit of some younger Singaporeans, Fadals, can you put into historical context for us, who the Orang Laut are and how they feature so prominently in Singapore's history.
1: Well, I think that's a really great question. And before I start, little caveat: I'm not a historian, and this is basically based on what I've read and also you know, the kind of life that I've actually experienced. And same goes with Miss Asnida as well. Mm. And I, I really resonate with what she's saying as well in terms of identity. It's a, it's a, it's a, essentially, it's looking into self-discovery, right? But um, also for me, just a little bit of anecdotes. Um, what is Orang Laod? Um Orang laut to me is a way of life. Um, you know, it's the kind of uh, time whereby the reliance on the sea for sustenance was very apparent and... So Orang Lao SG started because I wanted to be able to share the narrative about uh, my history of Pulau Semakau. Um, it all started because, you know, people start talking about Pulau Semakau as a landfill. And I get really excited when they start talking about Pulau Semakau. And, I, you know, just little um, excitement that I get along the way, but, you know, it ends at, oh, it's just a landfill now, you know. Um, there's an eco-tour. But I used to be on the land i visited the Mm. island my grandparents from there and we have so much of pride um of the island itself because we know the kind of um island the kind of joy it brings to us Mm. and that's what um orang lao actually basically is to reclaim the narrative of of what orang lao is who we are Mm. and but of course the orang lao um it is a loose term right um Orang Laut is basically sea people, that's what it means. Um, but we do have different groups of Orang Laut, like Orang Laut Kalang, Orang Laut Selat, Orang Laut Saleta, for example, which is the Johor Street. And for us, um, I think uh, Miss Anida and I, we relate ourselves with Orang Pulau, which is sheltered, sheltered communities um, of the Orang Laut society. And I think tracing back my heritage, my family used to come from um, the Riau Islands as well, hmm. and they are still situated there. And you know that's the kind of connection that we have. The Nus- Orang Laut is a within the entire Malay Archipelago, the Nusantara. We are seafarers. Um, there's a huge connection that has been built just by commuting and and living their life. And. Me, as a descendant of an Orang law I think it's important to reclaim this narrative because mm. before maritime laws, before everything, you know, borders were put in place, it was a common space for us to practice our island traditions. But today, it is littered with a lot of ships, right? Yeah. It's really hard for us to maneuver to go out fishing, and, you know, the seascapes have changed because um, of um, the environmental impacts that it has. So, But these kind of things... It's lesser known. People do not know the kind of impacts that we have, and especially relocation. We don't have space to practice our island traditions. So I think mm-hmm. it's important we document this part of Singapore, mm. the uh, indigenous folks of Singapore, the elite inhabitants, who we are. We need to be able to shape the narrative. We need to be able to say that, hey, we were the earlier inhabitants of Singapore, and this is our story. Because a lot of the times, it, it, we put in context the colonial context of things, right? But what happens before colonial times? Yeah, I think it's important. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I want to, I'm very Yeah, thanks. But, uh, yeah. No, thanks, yeah.
0: Ferdas. That's great. And I just want to let people know we're talking with Ferdas Sani, uh, the founder of Orang Laut SG, a fourth-generation Orang Laut descendant, and Asnida Bint Dowd, the educator and Malay cultural activist, and uh, some people may know of the Bugis people. They were the some of the original Orang Laut who who were seafarers between the Celeb islands in Indonesia. And here they would go on the seasonal winds. You know, the northeast monsoon would blow them here. They'd stay for a number of months trading, and then the southwest monsoon would blow them back home. Uh, fearless people, master sailors, master uh, tradespeople. Um, how many different uh, types of Orang Laut are there. And, and as I'm saying that, I'm, I'm seeing Brian Lowe's commenting, uh, the original seaside people. He grew up with his grandfather in JB along the coast and he would see them trading catches and bartering for fruits and toothpaste and everything else. But there were some that were kind of based here permanently, right? For the Orang Laut. And then there were others that were seasonal travelers. What do we know about that? Uh, Asnida, do you, do you know anything? Can you give us any, uh, okay. insight?
2: Uh, so basically, I mean, Orang Lao is the bigger umbrella, like, see right. people, but like what Fidao has mentioned, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, uh a lot of sub, Sub, uh, sub you know groups. names yeah. to it mm. yeah subgroups. Uh, like for me uh because my 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 family my father and my mom were born in pulau sudong mm. so we we, we, we uh, relate ourselves as uh Pul- orang pulau. so you know it will depend on where you you call home so if you are near the swamp you probably uh, call yourself orang orangalam or you you know if you are really near to to um to uh, you know, if you live on boats, you know some people call call them orang Sampan uh, mm. You see, there's so many, so many, so many. But um, we come from we come from this big Malay archipelago. So uh, that's why uh, yep. when you know, um, I think the earlier colonial records um, uh, inclusion um, as you know as part of the Singapore Straits. I think Pulau Sudong uh, was documented back in 1846 if I'm not mistaken, uh, according to Butterworth. So um, there were, it was a small island, uh, around 2,000 plus people for Pulau Sudong. So, and there were other 60 over islands all over Singapore around the coast. So that is Singapore alone, you know. But a lot, I mean, it's it's huge, and I just got to know that there are many other uh, names that I've, I've yet to get to know. Orang and Orang they call it Orang la, mm-hmm. but the location is basically near the sea. So mm-hmm. Orang Laut is basically people of the sea because mm. we came from the sea. Yeah,
3: sure. For, for Daos you yeah. know there is a a concern, a legitimate concern that as the indigenous. Uh, indigenous people of this part of the world, maybe the Orang Laut uh, culture is being lost. But then others may say, "Ah, oh, it's just part of this broader Malay umbrella," which, of course, isn't true, is it, Fadell? So, if I was to pin you down and say, "How would you define Orang Laut? What makes the Orang Laut community special and, and stands out, say, from other Malay communities?" Right.
1: I think that is potentially a problematic question, just because. I don't think we are special in a way. Um, you know, I, I, I have received comments before on my uh, Facebook page or IG where right? you say that, are we trying to cause division? Are we trying to say we are better than anyone? We are not. We are not. I think what I'm trying to do is we are trying to share the stories of um, lesser-known communities, subcultures which are not exactly known, and the stories that haven't been shared. If you compare us to other Malay subcultures such as Japanese or Minangkabau, a lot of their um, history has been shaped really nicely, documented properly as well, but not for the Orang Laut. And if you look into the history books, right, at least the ones that I've read, a lot of the history has been written for us and not by us. Great point. It is from their perspective. Correct. And Correct. How, it, how is it that we, as descendants of Orang um reclaim our narrative, making sure that we're able to shape that? And to your question, what is Orang Laut culture? I think we need to be able to define that. Um, it is, we are more than just sea terrorists we are more than just fishermen. I think there are a lot of undocumented nuances. For example, the kind of beliefs that we had, the kind of respect that we have for the sea, the Mm. kind of rituals, you know, and different tribes and groups practice different things. And um, from my perspective and and the kind of stories I've heard from my family members, it is so interesting uh, on what they have believed on and the kind of values as well they have passed down to me. For example, practicing restraint, not to overfish looking into yeah. eating, consuming only what you need I think sustain
3: sustainable, op- right? sustainable. Yeah. it's the theme yeah. of the show being yeah. sustainable only yeah. eat what you need it's a great point yeah. for those us
0: yes. uh, As- yes. you know one exactly. of our uh, Facebook live uh, viewers uh, Stanley C is asking so where are most of the Arang laut now can can we can we say they've gone to a certain area or not of course coastal development both in in JB southern JB and around Singapore has changed the coastline dramatically in the past 50 60 years but it, do we know no, are there groups of orangutans still around?
2: Yes, 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 definitely. Uh, we, I mean. Uh we are still here yeah, uh so course. when we moved to the main when we moved to the mainland, I think around uh, early eighties uh, uh, I witnessed uh, that move from Pulo sudong to the mainland so and I and because I was still very young, it's based on sketches of memory so for for Pulo sudong, uh, most of my relatives were placed in west coast mm. uh, and Clementi. Mm-hmm. so uh like people from Saking they were placed uh, maybe at Roblaa. You know, so uh, these are are the policies, the government, how the government plays us. Uh, But without fail, every weekend, the Sudong Islanders will convene to this little enclave at (laughs) West Coast Mm. and, you know, just sit down look at the sea, just enjoy the waves, enjoy the conversation, and reminisce, you know, the life uh, that they had or, uh, because they can still they can still, they can still uh, relieve those memories, you know, uh, by the, they need the smell of the sea. They just need to hear the waves and all that. And not only that, uh, some still uh, practice their, their, you know, fisherman culture. They go for boo-boo fishing. So we'll wait for them to come back with a good yield and we enjoy the fish. Uh, that was, you know, uh, uh, that's being presented to us. Hmm. So, yeah, we are still there. If you want to have fresh fish, go to West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: Fidel judging by the wonderful comments we've got coming in, you know, Singaporeans... do generally have a very keen interest in their own history, their own heritage. There's been a great positive response, I think, to that Orang Lao feature. Um, people do want to learn more. They do want to know more about their history, their past, mm. and their peoples. Mm. What would you recommend? Where should they go, or what can they do to learn more about Orang Lao history and community?
1: I think, um, you know, trying, just trying to reshape what Orang Lao culture and history is. Um, if you want to learn more about at least my family's perspective, you can go to Orangular SG on Facebook. Um, you know, this is basically social history. If you want to find out more from you know from me on, on and also my family members about how they used to live. Um I do mm-hmm. share a bit of anecdote on that. Yeah. Um but at the same time, I think there are also a lot of uh, written books about Orangular culture. Um I think for now, um a lot of the journals are written at a very scholarly kind of level. Mm. Um, I, at, a, at the same time, I feel that, you know, this could be further shared with, with, with like perhaps a secondary school students or primary school students, making sure that all this history, right, can be and narratives could be shared to also like, um, you know, younger children so they know what lot culture is. I think at least that is my goal. Um, but there are other individuals who are also doing great things. For example, if you want to look into um, the lesser-known stories of Pulau Ubin, you can go to one's Ubin's journal, also a descendant of Pulau Ubin. Um, They're doing these kind of great things, and also, um, there's also Pulau Brani as well, Memories of Pulau Brani. There's also a Facebook page. So all these little anecdotes are available. You just need to look for them. Um, Also, Hmm. and I note your point, there are a lot of Singaporeans who are interested in our history, And uh, moving forward, I I look forward to working with any individuals who want to share stories. You know, I want to work with other descendants as well to make sure that we're able to have a say in uh, issues such as, you know, for Rajing, for example, and how it impacts our community. And I think this would be my next few goals. And hopefully we are able to share more narrative about the Orang Lao.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Ferdas. This, this is a fascinating topic, and I hope that uh, folks can stick their questions in the chat. And if you don't mind sticking around, if there are any other questions uh, that either uh, either of you could answer in our Facebook live chat, we'd appreciate it uh, for just a little while. In the meantime, we have to leave it there. Uh, our, our sincere thanks to Ferdas Sani and Asnida Daud, uh, both of you, Orang Laut. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you.